0: Hello and welcome to the Transformational Healing Podcast, the podcast that will transform not only your health, but your life as well. I'm your host, Alexandra a licensed acupuncturist and lifestyle coach. Join me and other wellness experts each week as we share with you easy and practical recommendations on how to unleash your inner power, shift your mindset, and transform your health. We are here to support you on your transformational healing journey. I would like to introduce today's speaker, Bedros Koubian. Bedros is a founder and CEO of Feedbody Bootcamp, three times listed on Entrepreneur Magazine as the fastest growing franchises in the world. He also the author of the Wall Street Journal bestseller Manup and known as the hidden genius behind many of the top businesses, entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Vidros is a empowering, courageous, unstoppable leader, and I'm uh, very excited to spend this time with you and learn from your experience. Welcome, Vidros.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Alexandra. It's, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show and excited to uh, add value.
0: Thank you so much. You know, your story uh, really resonates with me uh, as I'm an immigrant myself. I came to yes eight years ago and... Um, I was kind of, you know, pushed to reinvent myself. Uh, So I really would like to hear a little bit more about your story and when your transformational journey began.
1: Sure. So uh, very much like you, I'm an immigrant as well. So we have that in common from the same country, Armenia. And, um, uh, you know, I've had two transformational journeys. The first was in high school, senior year of high school, when um, my entire my entire youth, I was an overweight kid. I was fat. I was not athletic. And, um, senior year of high school, a friend of mine, I asked him if he could help me get in shape because I wanted to go to prom and I wanted to ask a girl out to the prom. And so that summer before senior year, I lost 35 pounds of fat and put on muscle and just, it was transformational because Never mind the physical transformation it was the mindset it was the self-esteem it was the confidence the self-image so much of me transformed that I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer and help more people achieve fitness and fat loss goals not only for their health but but also for their mental health like it helped me so that was the first time I ever experienced a, a big transformational experience and then you fast forward A good decade and a half. So that was, I was 18 years old. So now you go to late 20s, and I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own gyms. I wanted to be a um, a business owner who can help even more people. So I figured the only way to do that is to help other trainers work for me. And so that became very transformational because as I opened up one gym, I was able to open up another and another, and ultimately sold those gyms. And by this point, when the economy crashed in 2008, I still was excited about helping people through health and fitness and wanted to create something even bigger. And I said, well, what if I can create a global franchise, uh, a fitness franchise? And that's kind of how Fit Body Bootcamp came to be. And today we have almost 700 locations worldwide. And um, you know, every day we're training hundreds of thousands of people. Even during this coronavirus pandemic, we're training all of our clients online. And uh, as of June 1st, we'll be open at all of our locations and training clients again. But let me tell you, um, the transformational experience, whether in health or in business, is one of the best self-development programs anybody can go through. And uh, both the business transformation and the health transformation have helped me develop as a human. Uh, I become more self-aware, I'm more emotionally resilient, mentally tough, resourceful, and it's just been such a great experience.
0: Right. And I, um, you know, I, when I read your story and learned uh, about you, I know that you uh, pretty often use this uh, term as an immigrant edge and uh, American dream life. Uh, can you tell a little bit more how you use that obstacle or challenge, you know, uh, to leverage your life?
1: Sure, sure. So, um, you know, you came to the United States eight years ago, Right and I'm sure you had your own challenges, your own setbacks. I came to the United States uh, in 1980, so I was six years old. Uh, in 1980, America was not so much of a melting pot like it is today, and so we lived in Section 8 housing. We got food stamps. My parents didn't speak English. I didn't speak English. My brother sister, we didn't understand the culture, and so We had to adopt this immigrant mindset of, we're just going to have work ethic. So when you're lacking in one area, for example, if you're lacking in language, then you're going to have to get maybe three or four jobs, low paying jobs to make the same amount of money uh, that a regular person makes with one job. And so my mom and dad both had multiple jobs. My brother and sister both had multiple jobs, pumping gas, delivering newspapers, um, working at a pizzeria, you know cleaning up tables. And so I, I learned that work ethic. And I really call that the immigrant edge mentality. You look at any immigrants that come to the United States, they're working in strawberry fields or anywhere in construction, they're doing the hard label, labor. They have the work ethic. Uh, the economy crashes. They don't just... Fall over and die. They look for another opportunity. That's that immigrant mindset. It's it's to be resourceful, resilient, and relentless. It's the three R's: resourceful, resilient, and relentless in your pursuit. And so, you know, in 2008, when the economy crashed, I, I went back into tapping into my immigrant mentality, which is okay. I'm not just going to stop and die and move in with my parents with my wife and kids. I need to figure out how I'm going to pivot and reinvent my business. And that's when I created Fit Body Bootcamp out of necessity. And it really is this immigrant mindset of, I will survive no matter what. And so I always tell people, you you may be born here in the United States, but after I share my story of resourcefulness, resiliency, and being relentless, I always try and install my immigrant edge mindset into people. And I've had so many people tell me that, They went through a hard time. They put themselves into that immigrant mindset of what would Bedros do in this situation and they just went for it instead of giving up.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, you know, I feel like people, uh, very often when they face some challenges, sometimes they will, um, even will understand, you know, like I need to, uh, take all my force and go and do some stuff that I don't want to do, kind of go out from your comfort zone. Right. Um, But not every time uh, we have this inner power, you know, um, even myself, uh, sometimes I will be motivated and sometimes I will lose that motivation. Uh, Did you have the same experience and if yes, um, how you uh, keep yourself motivated? Um,
1: Sure, yeah. You know that's a really good question. H- have I been unmotivated before? Absolutely. I think all humans. How can we be perfect and stay motivated year round? I can't imagine Tony Robbins wakes up and has a perfectly highly motivated day every day. There's days that you wake up and you just have a little bit more self doubt, or you just have a little bit more uh, like I don't feel like doing it. The difference is purpose. My motivation is my duty. I. I always choose my duty over desire, purpose over pleasure. And so there's plenty of times that I wake like, look, I own a giant franchise and 700 franchise owners have to look to me and go, what do we do? We have to close down our gyms. Let me tell you, there's been plenty of times over the last eight weeks that I've lost motivation, but I realize my duty and my purpose is to help have to get us to 2,500 Fit Body Bootcamp locations, because we want to be able to help 5 million people every day. When we get to that number, we'll help 5 million people every day with their health, fitness, and mindset. So I go, all right, you don't feel motivated. That can't stop you. You still must take the steps required for your purpose. And so I always tell people, "You're, you're going to have temporary defeat. That's okay. But never accept permanent failure, that's not okay. And so temporary defeat is you had a bad day. Things went wrong. The coronavirus came. Somebody filed for bankruptcy. Uh, somebody requested a divorce. Uh, you were diagnosed with cancer or someone was diagnosed with cancer that you love. These, these unintended things that happen, those are going to demotivate you. But when you go have, when you have a purpose and you go back to your purpose, you're going to stay motivated even on the days that you lack motivation.
0: Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and um, do you have any um, kind of rules that uh, will keep you on track uh, from, you know, in daily basis? Um, do you do something that yes. helps you to succeed and be Absolutely. so- Absolutely.
1: You know, you're asking all the right questions. <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I don't know of anybody who's successful that doesn't have rules to success. And you may have heard this before, success leaves clues. And you look at all the successful people in history, from Abraham Lincoln to Benjamin Franklin to to Vincent Norman Peel, anybody, to to Elon Musk and Warren Buffett today, they all have very similar morning routines. They wake up in the morning. They wake up earlier than everybody else. They have a very strict morning routine. For me, I wake up between 4.30 and 5 a.m. I plan my morning the night before, the things that I'm going to do when I wake up. I have 30 ounces of water, and then I have my coffee, then my protein shake, then I sit down and I do my work off my list from the night before. By 9 a.m., I'm in the gym working out, and then by 11 o'clock, I'm here at our headquarters serving my franchise. You can set your clock to me. Even on weekends... I wake up early. I don't break my morning routine. Why would you break a successful routine on a weekend only then to have to have anxiety on a Monday? If you wanna know why people have such high anxiety on a Monday is because they party too much, they drank too much, they didn't sleep enough, they didn't get enough water on Friday, Saturday and Sunday and now Monday comes and their body is not optimized. And so I still wake up on a weekend. Now, do I have as many things to do? No, but I get a good workout in. I still get work done. And the other thing there to the morning routine is stacking wins. Mm. When you are putting wins on top of wins, in other words, getting little things done, like drink my 30 ounces of water, have a protein shake instead of having something sugary, um, getting my workout in instead of skipping it and having an excuse for it. If Mm. I can stack my little wins, I'm going to win my big wins as well. But if those little wins I cheat on and I hit the snooze button and I stay asleep, and I don't drink 30 ounces of water, and I avoid the gym, and I start eating high sugary foods, all of a sudden I'm going to start feeling like I'm a liar, and I'm going to lose credibility and confidence. And this is how people begin to lose confidence in themselves, and you no longer stack, start stacking losses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, the most difficult part is uh, not to push the snooze button. I feel like every night I will go to sleep and will say to myself, like, tomorrow I will not uh, push the button. But then at some point, you know, something switch in my mind and I still kind of snooze the button. So would you recommend kind of to um, do those, to stack those habits kind of step by step? Um, you're kind of mastering one habit and then you kind of…
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So I'll give you an example. Your, your iPhone… Or your whatever phone you have you can turn off the snooze feature so oh, yeah my phone yeah my phone does not have the snooze feature i'll uh, see if i can pull it up for you real quick here I, and if you don't have a snooze feature well then guess what you simply i can't i don't know how to pull it up here but the bottom line is that yeah. if you don't have the snooze feature you can't use it right. and for me it's just i i turn turn off the alarm and that's it i have to Turn it off, and if I want to snooze, I have to reset my alarm, which is going to take a little bit more work, and by that point I'm awake. Right? So eliminate the bad habits by making it difficult for yourself. Turn off the snooze feature on your iPhone or on your Android. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I have a giant water bottle that I take upstairs with me to my bedroom. Mm -hmm. It's on my nightstand. I wake up and I drink this within the first 10 minutes before I jump in the shower. If it's not with me, then I've woken up and it's been 30, 40 minutes before I go down to the kitchen to drink water. You're dehydrating all night. Your brain needs water to, to, to function at optimal levels. And mm-hmm. so make it easy to win by turning off the snooze feature and then do that for two weeks and then add 30 ounces of water. Now do those two things for, for two weeks and then now do the next thing. And before you know it, you're back in good habits mm-hmm. and replacing the bad habits.
0: Yeah, Wow, I thank you for this uh, advice. I didn't know about the snooze button. I definitely will do it to, to today and we'll see what, what will happen.
1: He, here's the psychology behind that, by the way. When you make a promise to yourself the night before that I'm going to wake up at a certain time, mm-hmm. and if the very first promise that you made to yourself, you break it, you're telling your subconscious mind that I choose uh, 10, 15 more minutes of interrupted sleep instead of waking up and living my purpose. So you already feel like a hypocrite at that point. You feel like an imposter. And who would want to go into their day feeling like a loser or a hypocrite? I wouldn't. And so if you can turn off that feature and get disciplined and do it, look, I have the desire to snooze. The difference is I also have a rule. As soon as my alarm goes off, I turn it off and my feet must touch the ground within five seconds. I don't stay in bed looking at at, at, at Instagram or Facebook, any of that. It's too easy to want to fall back asleep. I'm human. I want to fall back asleep. My feet have to touch the ground. If they don't touch the ground, then the next thing has to happen. My hand has to touch this bottle, right? And it's those little rules that, that lazy people don't want to adhere by that keeps them, um, keeps them lazy and broke.
0: Right. Yeah. It seems like uh, everything that you're describing, you need to kind of create out, automate, automatic, uh, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. movement. Like you know, uh,
1: an automatic response. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that you have a book. uh, uh, The title is "Man Up," uh, and I was curious, what does it mean for you? How this title, you know, were born was born.
1: Good question. Yeah. So this is my book, Man Up. Um, It became a Wall Street Journal uh, bestseller last year. And um, the title really is something that I kept saying to myself. So when I was undisciplined, when I used to hit the snooze button all the time, when I wasn't leading my company the right way and it wasn't successful, and I would blame my clients and customers. I would blame my employees. I would blame everybody but myself. Well, I one day had a really massive anxiety attack. And I realized when I went to the doctor and I said, hey, you know, I've had this anxiety attack. What's going on? He said, well, you probably have unresolved conversations. Anxiety Mm -hmm. is anticipation of future pain. So if you are not resolving issues, you're anticipating future pain. And so that's all anxiety is uh, anticipation of future pain. And so he said, action alleviates anxiety. In other words, do something about the stuff that you should do instead of burying your head. I said, okay, well, that makes sense. And so, of course, it's easier said than done. And so I had to literally tell myself, all right, Bedros, man up and go have that conversation with your business partner. Man up and have that conversation with the customer. Man up and talk to your employees about how they need to work for you, right? And so I was just having this internal conversation, man up and do this, man up and do that. Man up simply means human up, As humans, we have much higher standards for ourselves. We don't live like dogs. We don't live like animals. We don't keep our, we shouldn't be keeping our car filthy, our bank account empty. Yet when you look at people, you look at their cars and they have soda cans and sandwich wrappers and old clothes in there. And then that person, you look at their desk, it's a mess. You look at their mindset, it's a mess. You look at their relationship, it's a mess. And so I wanted to human up, man up to a higher level. And that's what man up means to me, is become the best version to reach your potential.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I watched one of uh, your interviews where you were talking exactly about this, that, for example, if you're afraid of height, then you go and do climbing. If you're afraid to talk with people, go and talk with people. It seems like you're kind of going from your comfort zone and you're stretching yourself uh, more and more. And that way you're kind of building new version of yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly what you you lean into the size of your comfort zone. And before you know it, that comfort zone gets bigger. And now the uncomfortable things are actually very comfortable to do.
0: Right. And if, for example, um, you met a person who are just standing um, in front of their transformational journey, what one recommendation would you give to this person that will help them? to kind of go through it?
1: I would uh, I would remind them that the pain of regret is much worse than the pain of effort. Because anytime we're going through any kind of transformational journey, there's gonna be pain. Like when I wanted to lose 35 pounds of fat when I was uh, in high school, it was painful. Like I wanted to eat delicious food, but I had healthy food. I didn't wanna go work out and breathe hard and sweat and be sore. It was painful, but I did it growing a business i wanted a multi-million dollar business but the pain of growing it marketing it leading a company uh, going uh, dealing with the federal trade commission that is pretty painful however the pain of regret is even more painful because at some point we're going to reach our 60s 70s and 80s and look back and go i could have been this person i could have done that i could have helped more people I could have changed more lives. I could have raised better kids. I could have been a better husband. And that regret, oh, I I, just—I never wanna live with that level of regret.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It seems like uh, we need uh, to to accept the pain, surrender, and just go forward.
1: Either way, it's gonna be painful. It's just, do you wanna put off the pain of regret, or do you wanna deal with the pain of effort? That's it. Yeah,
0: yeah, amazing advice. Yeah, I, I really like it. Before I will ask the last question, where people can find you?
1: Uh, good question. Best place to find me is uh, at manup.com, um, manup.com, and actually they can get they can get a free leadership course when they go to manup.com, or they can follow me on Instagram at bedros Koolin.
0: Uh Do you think uh, that uh, women can also join your uh, community?
1: Absolutely, I actually have thousands of women in my community. Because whether you're a man or a woman, you can definitely human up to your highest potential. Yes.
0: Great, awesome. So the last question: What is your big vision of your life?
1: You know, my big vision of my life. It used to be like I want to build this big company and have a big impact and legacy. But as now that I'm 45 years old, I become much more self-aware. And I actually can't wait to become 55 and 65 because I realize wisdom is something that's only gained through time and experience. Um, but but the big vision that I have is I just want to be able to raise two amazing kids, my son and daughter, Chloe and Andrew, who if I've been able to single-handedly make this kind of impact on the world, imagine if I could do a better job than what was done with me with my kids. Imagine the impact those two kids can can make and how much more their two kids or three kids can make, et cetera. So my only goal is to leave this planet with two amazing humans who will continue to add value and serve.
0: Great. I like it. Like a ripple effect, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Vedros. It was uh, very, uh, you know, very inspirational, empowering, and you gave, uh, you know, simple uh, recommendations that anyone can do. And, um, your advices really can help, you know, shift the mindset and just go forward and do it anyway.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you found value in this show, please make sure to subscribe. If you know someone who is on a healing journey, please share this episode with them. My name is Alexandra Babayan and I'll see you next week for the new episode of the Transformational Healing Podcast.